Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 47 of Tros Talk. Uh, going to be another shorter episode. Just going to be going to go over uh, the NBA and UFC. Um, going to really talk about the UFC a lot heavier. Um, and I'll do that in the beginning. Seeing as how tomorrow is the pay-per-view event. Uh, but first, as always, just kind of a little update. Things are going. Um, things are going all right. I went to comedy yesterday, and I did terrible. <laughs> uh, it was all on my doing. Um, one, tried new material after being away for a couple of weeks, which probably wasn't the smartest idea. Um, and then one of the jokes that I tried to tell was an older joke, but I messed it up. Uh, I didn't do the setup, so then when I went to go do the punchline, it just didn't make any sense. Uh, it was just a bad night. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. So now that I will not be here next week, so it'll be another week off, going one uh, once out of four weeks. So got to get back on that grind, or not grind, but just gotta uh, just gotta go. Uh, I missed last week because I, I went sparring and just uh. Had a lot drained out of me that day, adrenaline dump. That was the first time I'd done real hard sparring, so um, missed. that was why I missed last week. But, uh, yeah, so it was bad, but it was cool being around all the comedians again, uh, all all the, you know, people I consider kind of newer friends. Um, you know, we're all there for the same reason. It's always nice. You kind of have a local group you kind of get to catch up with, meet people. Um, I got a buddy, Thomas Craig. You guys should check out his page. Um, he's starting a YouTube channel as well. He and I are linking up about some future podcasts that he and I are going to be doing. I got a um, another buddy, Cody. I don't want to butcher his last name, so I'm not. I don't want to pronounce it. Um, uh, it's like Swindell or Swindle, um, but he's a cool guy. Um, don't know about a podcast. Uh, just ba- not not like from my point of view, but from his. Like I, we haven't we haven't really talked about. It, that's why I say I don't know. Uh, but I think he would be good on a podcast. Would love to do something with him. Um, but yeah, last night was other than you know seeing the, the crew was not uh, was not a fun night for me. Po- uh, um, Comedy wise, you know the crowd was a little dead, but you still got to be able to go in there and do your do your thing. Uh, I should have stuck with some older material who would have done well. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's just get into it. Um, Give me one second. All right. Um, so we're going to just jump right into this. We got uh, UFC 264 this weekend. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, three. Um, I'm going to go over the whole... Uh, I'm going to go over the oh uh, the whole main card, and then I'm going to pick a couple fights off the early prelims and the prelims that I like that I think you guys, if you have the time, you should tune in to watch. Um, 
I really just want, I mean, the Jennifer Maya, Jessica I fight will be interesting. You know, they're, people are familiar with them. They're both two ranked flyweights. It'll be a good fight. Um, but I, I mean, really the early prelims, the car, the, uh, one to watch is, uh, Omari Akhmadov versus Brad Tavares. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, two welterweight or sorry, two middleweights, um, and, uh, two middleweights going at it, both ranked. This is the thing about the early pre- this is the thing about pay-per-view events. Remember I was saying this a couple months ago. When you get these pay-per-view events, watch the I'm telling you, watch the early prelims and the prelims. Uh I know on a fight night main event, it might not be as because a lot of these are like a lot of those people are kind of really no namers, but these early prelims and prelims on a pay-per-view, you're going to get ranked opponents, you're going to get top le- everybody's a top level guy fighting. Look, this is a third fight. Uh, Omar versus Brad is uh, Omari, sorry, uh, versus Brad is the third fight of the whole pay-per-view, and they're both ranked middleweights. Like this is the stuff you start to see in pay-per-views. So uh, that's gonna be a great fight. Omari, heavy wrestler. Brad Tavares is gonna try and knock him out. Uh, it's gonna be a good fight. You know, Brad's young up-and-comer. Uh, Omari, his last loss was to Chris Weidman. Um, and I think Brad, that's going to be a great fight. I, you know, it's going to be kind of, can Brad keep it on the feet? If he does, he wins. That's the way I look at it. I think that's going to be a great fight to win. Uh, I would definitely take, if you have money, bet it on Brad. Uh, he's a slight favorite at a minus 167, probably be a minus 170 by the time betting goes. But that's going to be a great fight. Um, I'm going to show up, pull up some of his. Uh, Brad's eighteen and seven. Um, you know they're uh, they're both. Wow, they both are going to take a lot of uh, a lot of hits. Um, Brad's gonna he's going to try and keep. What did I? I was trying to get his record. The UFC website sometimes takes a little, a little longer. Um, all right, so. Tavares's uh last win was a decision against Carlos Jr. Um his last uh, uh fight or before that was at UFC 244 and he got knocked out by Shabaznia um in the first round. It was a pretty brutal one. But you know, I think he I I I'm just not convinced on this on uh Amari, but I think it'll be a good. I think it'll be a good fight to watch. You're gonna get it's. It's gonna be two ranked guys going at it. Like you're gonna see skill. You're gonna see everything you want. So, um, come on, I'm trying to get back to the. There we go. All right, and now on to the prelims. Here's the fights that I think. Outside of that, that's the early prelims. That's the third fight on the card: the Brad Tavares and Amari. Um, I got to learn to say his last name right. Ak- Akhmadov. So, all right. Now on to the uh, prelims. You got a great featherweight bout. You have undefeated Ilya Tapurier, uh versus Ryan Hall. Uh, this is going to be a great matchup. These are two great young prospects, in my opinion. I know... Um, 
I know everybody's kind of high on both. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting one. I, I don't know. I don't know too, too much about, um, Ilya Top, uh, but, uh, Ryan Hall, he's nasty. Um, you know, he's got a great ground game. He's kind of, he's a well-rounded fighter, but he's, he's known for his ground game. Um, I'm gonna try, I'm trying to bring up his his last wins. Um, BJ Penn's been a while, in uh, Elkins, um, but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one too because he's been out for a while. So what's he gonna look like being in the ring? It's been two years since he's been in the ring, so that's gonna be a fun fight. Uh, put his name back into contention. Man, their website lagging, lagging today. Um, and then you're gonna have my goodness, it is really lagging today. Here's the fight that I think people are gonna like most. I think most people are excited for the Max Griffin Carlos Condit fight, but I think the Nico Price and the Michael Pereira fight is gonna be the best fight on the um, prelim card. Uh, Nico Price, Michael Prayer, two athletes. They're going to stand up and fight. They're very athletic. Nico's can go to the ground. Uh, not, not the prayer is like terrible, but it's going to be two athletic dudes, big dudes. They're going to bang it out and it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one. I think Nico Price, Nico Price really needs to show something. His last two fights have been kind of disappointing. Um, if we look at his, uh, he had a draw, which was due to him with an eye poke uh, to Brandon or Daniel Cerrone, um, which was a little disappointing. And then he, uh, and before that he, he lost TKO to Vicente Luque, who is good though. Like, let's, let's, let's be honest about that. Um, so he's got a, he's kind of, he's got a proving ground here in my opinion. So what's he going to look like? Um, and I think that'll be that'll be just a really fun fight. Two athletic dudes who are going to stand up and brawl. And then you have uh, the Carlos Condit Max Griffith fight. You know, I think uh, Max Griffin he's a younger prospect. Carlos Condit he's old. He's been around. I, I think that's it's just a it's that classic match that I always talk about. They have this rising young star. He's going to go against an old head, and that's that's what Carlos Condit is in this. He's a he's a leaping point. So. I, I would, for your money, I would put it on Max Griffin. Okay, now we got the main card. The main business. Everything that we want to see. Um, first fight on the card, heavy favorite, Sean O'Malley versus uh, Chris Matinho. Now, Chris, he this is his first fight in the UFC. Uh, Sean's original opponent dropped out, so this is the last second. He had 10 days to prepare for this. Um, you know, both of them don't know much about either of them, so it's pretty fair. I'm going to go with Sean O'Malley. Obviously, this kid doesn't have a, um, you know, he, he doesn't really have a resume. Nobody knows anything about him. Sean's been in the UFC. He's fought good fighters. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, I have Sean O'Malley. I 
I'm gonna go first round, late first round KO. Uh, but expect him to come out and fight. Chris Moutinho. Now he might have an adrenaline dump. He's probably you know it's his first fight. It's big stage. Conor McGregor card. This is as big a card as he's gonna get. Fighting Sean O'Malley. You know, there's going to be a lot of juices flow, and he's going to be anxious to go. And Sean's probably going to have to keep him at bay at first. Um, and this kid's going to be ready to go in there and bang. And if he hits him early, Sean could go down. But we'll see. Uh, I suspect Sean will will weather the storm, and then he's going to he's going to knock him out. Um, and if he doesn't, it'll be early in the second round because after the adrenaline dump, he'll be gassed after the first round. Now. Next fight, we got Wyndham's Bantamweight. Uh, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskia. Uh, now, if you don't remember who she is, her last fight, um, I do want to pronounce her the person who she fought. Um, I want to pronounce her name right. But this was a great fight, a true comeback fight, her last fight, which I was just so stoked watching in an incredible third round. Um, Vieira. Uh, Vieira, yeah. So... Vieira won the first round, and then uh, Ku- what's her name? Yana Yana Kunitskia. She came back in the second round. One had a very good ending to the second round, where she ended up on top. She was delivering blows, and then she had in the third round where she had uh, Vieira had her back, but then she started throwing backwards hammer fists behind her head and started landing them heavy. And then turned into her and then just went to town uh, and just dominated the rest of the fight. Ended up winning by a majority decision. But it was a great fight by her. It was a great comeback. Now, uh, I think Irina's going to be a difficult task at hand. Um, Just waiting on you, UFC website. Um, I think this bout's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, uh, Irina, she's taller longer it's in my opinion it's a wrestler versus striker um you know so what i think in this in this type of uh in this type of fight i think the wrestlers just i don't know this one's gonna be interesting but it's gonna be a good fight yana she's a bulldog she's gonna get in there and mix it up um irene Aldana, she's going to try and stand and bang it out. I think she's good. I think uh, I'm going to take Irina. Uh, I know her last fight was a loss, but I think that's why. And as great as a comeback as it was for Yana, it wasn't the most like, it was a comeback win. It was Hart that won her that fight. It, you know, it wasn't like she went in there and just dominated from head uh, from start to finish. Now, the next fight, you get a heavyweight bout. Uh, this is not going to go the full distance. I can guarantee you that. Uh, you have Taya Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Uh, both these guys are going to get... Greg Hardy does not want to wrestle. Uh, not not as a knock on him, just the fact that he got into MMA late. Like His wrestling is going to be the weakest part of his game. He never wrestled it before that, so it's just only going to make sense that it is. Um now you have Taya Tuivasa, who he's just going to try and go in there and knock heads to as well. It's going to be a great fight. You better stay tuned into this fight. Um, I, I It's not going to go to decision, I guarantee you. I, I'm very excited. If you're looking at me to take a pick, I'm going to go Taya Tuivasa. Uh, but 
if you're looking now for a little, you want to make a little underdog bet, uh, get a little um, extra money, put put $100 on Greg Hardy. Um, it, you know, it's because it's not far-fetched that he wins this. He's got heavy hands. They're definitely going to be standing up in a heavyweight division. Anything can happen. They all have that one-touch power. Um, so I'm, I'm letting you know that that's what's going to happen. Uh, if you want to make a little extra, put it on Greg. Uh, but I think Ty Tuivasa wins this. Um, and it'll be a good fight though. It'll be fun. Um, next you got the co-main event, the one that I, I'm probably personally most excited for this fight on the card. You have Gilbert Burns versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Now, those of you who remember Gilbert Burns, I thought, uh, those of you who remember, you know, he lost, his last fight was against Kamar Usman where he lost. He got knocked out uh, by a power jab. Um, you know, people are like, want to mock him. He got knocked out by... He was taking a severe beating. And then that that Usman, that was like a fucking piston coming at your face. Um, but that's what sat him. I mean, it was just... It was the straw that broke the camel's back. He had taken big, big hits before then. Um... That was his last one. Now, I thought he was going to win that fight. His mistake was standing on the ground for two minutes while he had had he had rocked Kamaru Usman and then let Kamaru Usman, he let Kamaru Usman, he slipped for a head kick and then he stayed on the ground. Kamaru Usman just kept him on the ground for two minutes, cleared his head, got up, and that's what changed the fight. Uh, Gilbert Burns needed to get up. If you eat a kick, you eat a kick, but you needed to get up. That was where he lost the fight, in my opinion. The fight was never the same after that. Um, and you're not going to stand up and strike with uh, Wonder Boy. You're just not. If you if you try to go in there for three rounds and fight at a high, fast pace with Wonder Boy, you, unless you catch him with a heavy hand, you're not, you're not going to outstrike him. Now, what I think is going to happen is I think Gilbert Burns is going to use his Striking to close the gap. He's going to try and get him to the ground. We all know he's a world-class uh, jiu-jitsu. Uh, this is a classic jiu-jitsu versus karate matchup. I think Wonder Boy, uh, just the way the game is, the way wrestling training is, he tra- you know he was training with Chris Weidman for a long time, who's a world-class wrestler. Um, he's got great takedown defense. I think it's the second highest in the welterweight division behind only Kamaru Usman. Um, and I... Yeah, I don't. I I don't see him taking Wonder Boy down and keeping him down. I'm not saying he can't get him down, but I don't think he's going to keep him down. Um, you know, Wonder Boy. I think he he just he knows too many of the tricks now. He's been in it. Um, uh, he knows how to survive. Doesn't mean it's not impossible. Uh, I think Wonder Boy is just a problem in this. He, if he wants to keep it on the feet, he's going to stay on the feet. And the way he, and the way he fights, because he fights karate style, his hands are down. It makes it that much harder for you to take him down because his hands are already low, and it, it's going to make his underhooks easier. He's going to be able to spread his legs, be able to uh, frame you. It's just going to be a harder match for Gilbert Burns, I think, than he's ready for or he understands. But it's all. Wonder Boy is also different. He he's a different task than most people. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm taking Wonder Boy. I think that's the smart choice. I, I am very excited for this fight. It's going to be a fast paced fight. Wonder Boy likes to be on his toes. He likes to go. 
He he doesn't like to mess around. Um, he he's going to be in his face. And now you got this. You got this implications too as well. Now Wonder Boys won. He's beat. He beat Vicente Luque. He beat um, Jeff Neal. Now he finally gets to face somebody in the top five. Gilbert Burns, who just fought for the title, if he wins in a unanimous decision and it's just clear from the get-go or he knocks him out, I think we have uh, Wonder Boy versus Kamaru Usman. I think that's for the welterweight title. Um, and I've been saying this for a while. If you listen to some of the other later pods, I think he's the one, the matchup, because you're da- you're not going to outstrike him. And I think, and he's going to have to rely on his wrestling and I think think Wonder Boy's takedown defense is good enough to keep Kamaro off of him. Um, the thing is, and this is the problem, is unless he gets him with a high kick, I don't Wonder Boy doesn't have, you know, knockout power, so in his hands. So it's gonna be a, a challenging fight for him in that sense. It's definitely gonna go the distance unless he gets him out of there with a high kick. Um so that's going to be a good fight. I think Wonder Boy wins, and I think he ends up getting the title shot. You know, it's interesting. Are they going to do that or and wait for or wait for the Colby Usman fight? Because I think the Colby Usman fight's the one that that happens after this. If he beats Burns, he can uh, Wonder Boy can sit on this because then he just play then he just fights the the winner of the Colby Usman fight. That if Wonder Boy's smart, that's what he does, which I think he is. Um, now. I think Usman tries to wait and just go for Wonder Boy and get the money fight. Uh, he, in my opinion, he's running from Colby, it, which again I've said already on this pod. I, I don't understand because I think, it, I, I think he can beat. I think he's going to beat Colby. If to, Colby's opportunity was the first time they fought, I felt like because now Usman's a better striker and he's got more power than Colby. Um. So. Yeah. That. That's where my thoughts on it. Um, now we got the main event: Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Everybody knows this story. First fight, uh, Conor knocks him out at the featherweight division. Um, then Dustin gets him back in Abu Dhabi. Uh, the story of that was Conor being flat-footed, eating way too many leg kicks by the second round. Uh, he just couldn't handle it anymore, and once his leg was gone, Dustin pretty much just went in for the kill. And he just went in for the kill and got it, the kill, really. You know, so I think there's a lot of storylines, like, you know, what's going into this that I think are a little overplayed, like, what's he going to do to check the leg kicks? It's like, all right, everybody knows he's going to make the adjustment to check the leg kicks. That's not the problem. It's what what's, what's Connor going to look like in there? Is he going to be... You know, is he still got it? That's the, that's the question that we're really doing. It's not really um, a matter of how is he going to adjust. He's a he's a world class fighter. He's going to make the adjustments, the proper adjustments. It's will he be able to execute it well enough to win the fight? That's where really what it is. Um, you know, I I think there's a lot of pressure on Connor in this fight. It, it's a lot of people are looking at him because if he loses this, this will be three out of his last four fights that he's lost. Um, 
You know, I, I think the only thing you would have left after that is a Nate Diaz trilogy. They would both be coming off of multiple losses. They're both two big names, and they have a trilogy on the books. They probably would do it at 170 as well. Um, that That's being if Connor loses. Um, I want Connor McGregor to win this fight. I like Connor McGregor. I would hate to see that lure of him taken away because I think if he loses, I think it really casts a shadow of doubt over everything that he had accomplished, which is, in my opinion, unfair. You remember, he's undefeated at featherweight. You know, I always look back and I go, I wonder what would happen if he had uh, stayed at like featherweight, defended the title a couple of times, and then went up to lightweight and then won the title there. Um, or just went after he won the title, went back down to featherweight and just dominated featherweight. Um, that, I think, would have been an interesting uh, move by him. So I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Dustin, I think, is really relaxed, and he should be because he knows none of the pressure is on him, and he, he said that uh, in interviews. He's not really worried about it, um, which I think is... I think it's fair. Um, now, what's going to happen? Let's say let's say Dustin Poirier wins. What's, what happens? He obviously the winner of this is obviously fighting Charles Oliveira next. I think either one of these cats beats Charles Oliveira. To be honest, um, you know, on the ground, McGregor is at a pretty big disadvantage with Charles Oliveira. I think Dustin would be able to handle himself with Dustin. He's a black belt as well. I know this, I know Charles Oliveira is very high level on a black belt, but Dustin Poirier is a black belt. He 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 he's he'd be I think he'll be fine, and he I think he's got better stand up than Charles Oliveira, and uh, so I think Dustin for sure wins. Connor would have a little harder of a fight, but I think he wins as well. Um, I think this fight is not going to go the distance. I think Poirier gets him in the third round. I don't want to say by submission just because Poirier said by submission, but I kind of do agree with him. I do see that because I think Connor's not going to allow himself to get knocked out. I think you're going to have to submit him. Um... So I got Dustin Poirier third round submission after and how he's going to submit him is going to be a lot of similar to like the Tyron Woodley since a Luke submission where it's like Tyron Woodley was, you know, if he just didn't have such a strong chin, like he would have been knocked out. So he had to choke him out because he was like, all right, well, I can't obviously keep hitting this guy because he's just not going out. I think that's what the submission will be like. Probably similar to the Nate Diaz one where he was just taking a beating and then all of a sudden he just got choked out. Um, so I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, uh, it'll be a good fight, though. It's going to be a great card, yeah, particularly the last three fights of the night are going to be great, great, great fights. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I got I got Conor McGregor uh, uh, in my heart, I guess I should say. Let me clarify. I, think Conor, I want Conor McGregor, but I think Poirier wins. All right, on to... Game two of the NBA Finals. Uh, obviously, a tough one for uh, the Phoenix Sun or for the Milwaukee Bucks, losing by ten to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, like I said, 
I think I, I just think the Phoenix Suns are just better. Uh, it's not out of lack of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, you know, I think they're just a better team. Uh, I think the uh, Bucks don't have – I think they're a good team, but I think they're just missing – I mean, Drew Holiday, they're missing another guard really is what it is um, in depth. Um, I, I think they'll win maybe game three, but I, I think this will be Suns in five. Um, your next game is going to be Sunday – um, you know, it, I, I wish I had more to say on this. I think it's just one of those, I mean, you watch the game and the Suns kind of just, they, they, they took the lead and, you know, they just dominated the whole game. That's simply what it is. I'm trying to see where it was. Yeah, it was five lead changes and it was only tied ones. I mean, it was just, it was really just. The Phoenix Suns just beating them. Uh, obviously, a massive second quarter, but it's all it was, man. It's all it was. Um, game two, uh, or game three. I I think you're gonna make adjustments. I think you know the the role players are gonna play better at home. Uh, you know you had you always look in the NBA Finals, and this is where big time players step up but the the uh always consistent story is of a, a big role player stepping up in the finals making a name for themselves you know you had um you had Cameron Payne and then you had who was the other one oh Mikhail Bridges 27 points that's what you need. Look at the Raptors had Fred Van Fleet. He stepped up majorly in uh, the 2019. Um, you have James Posey in 2008 for the Boston Celtics. Uh, James Jones. Uh, you've had Mike Miller for the Heat. Um, you know, you got uh, J.J. Barea for the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. The finals, it's always a role player the winning team always has a role player step up, play big, uh, bigger than in the moment than what you thought they were capable of, um, and that's what they're getting out of their role players right now. The, you know, their stars are doing their things, but their role players are stepping up, and they need to be. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is one of them. I think he's averaging now he had twenty seven and fourteen, so he's probably averaging twenty something points a game now. You know, he doesn't need to do that every game, but if he if he walks out of here averaging sixteen, they're winning. They're winning the series. Uh, Giannis played fine. I, I would like to see him not take five threes, but he played fine. Um, you know, Middleton, I think, is it's okay that he had a bad game after the game he had in game one. He was the only player doing anything. Drew Holiday, you know, don't don't look at his numbers and think that he was being aggressive. He was taking bad shots. You know, it's, it's these crossing overs, Back down, fade away. Doesn't really have much. Throwing it up. It looks like he's being aggressive, but they're bad shots. Um, you know, he needs to be aggressive and smart and drive to the hole and just get fouled. Start it, do that. Just get to the rack, man. It, he's not a small point guard. He's six four. Like he can do that. He's strong. He he has the body type to be to back down most point guards or to get by him and bully him. So there's no excuse for him. He needs to be more assertive. Um, 
Now that being said, I, I don't think it matters. I think I don't think I don't see the Bucks coming back. Like I said, I think it's Suns in five, um, and then we'll kind of see what happens with the Bucks next year. What are they going to do? Dismantle the team? Who knows? Um, all right, as always, folks, subscribe to the show. I am available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. As I uh, link up with my buddy, Thomas Craig, he's going to be helping me set up YouTube, how to run it, teach me all this uh, videography stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, folks, I will be no podcast coming out for for about a week. I am going on vacation to celebrate my, my cousin's turning 21, so I will be celebrating with them. I will be back Friday trying to get a new pod out for you uh that sunday um shirts teespring or in my bio uh, on my instagram at trost talk follow my instagram um as well other than that i love you all you fuckers i love you so much go italy i will be rooting for you england go england it up and uh other than that you all have a, a great week and peace and love brother no i just don't know how to end this all right later